Make more birdies. A bottle of bourbon, a little glass, and some ice. This is not a tip. This is a prescription, trust me. Mm. If you don't, you will fall out of bounds. Welcome to Birdies and Bourbon. Sit down and have a sip. Welcome back, everybody, to the Birdies and Bourbon show. Uh, We're excited to have Paul Coughlin on with us from Taconic Distillery. Paul, thanks so much for joining Dan and I today. Happy to be here. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, more importantly, thanks for uh, thanks for sharing. I have not gotten into the maple syrup yet, but I got a feeling uh, come Saturday that's going on some French toast or some pancakes. <laughs> uh, and uh, we, we'll get into uh, a little bit of why you decided to go the uh, the bourbon barrel aged maple syrup in a minute. But before we get started, for folks that may not know uh, or may not have experienced uh, any Taconic whiskeys yet. Uh, what's, uh, what, what's, who's Paul Coughlin? Uh, so I, I started this business about seven and a half years ago with my wife and three kids. I've got three daughters, um, 25, 23 and 20, uh, one still in college, the other two are working in New York city. And whenever I can, I, um, I harness them into working for us. <laughs> my oldest daughter does uh, union square every couple of weeks, which is right in, um, Right on 14th Street, so that works out well. Uh, it's second career for me. I worked in the investment world for 30 years, um, and um, you know, started the bourbon thing. I bought a 120-acre farm up in the Hudson Valley 10 years ago, and we had all this land. And I started thinking, you know, we got to do something with it. <laughs> um, the bourbon thing started in 2014 as literally a you know weekend hobby. And in terms of New York, I'll say, uh, and maybe craft in general, our timing, we certainly weren't super early. We weren't late. uh, And it took off right away uh, to the point where I shut down my other business. I've been doing this full time for six years. We built a huge facility five years ago. So it's literally, you know, a weekend hobby that turned into a serious commercial business. Wow. Wow. I mean, I, I could think of worse things that uh, that, that develop into a uh, full-time business. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I hear you. Listen, so I, I work with my wife. We've been married almost 30 years, and I, I enjoy it. Uh, it's the first time we've ever worked together. Uh, and having the kids involved is great as well. But building a brand, I mean, it's a lot of fun to do it. And it's also, listen, most of the fun is meeting people and doing events and being at the distillery every weekend and meeting our customer base. Oh, yeah. I love it. Get to lead a lot of good people on the way and all that, right? Yeah. How was it? How was building the facility? Is that challenging for you? Well, the good thing, I mean, you know, we are in New York. We're in unfree America. Um, but New York, th- this all falls under agriculture. Mm-hmm. So New York is a, it's, it's very pro ag. It's obviously anti-business. But because this all under fell under ag, I had no, you know, commercial zoning issues that I had no, no hoops that I had to jump through. So the building you see behind well, that I'm in is a barn. I mean, it's a nice barn. It's got a retail area. But but uh, as far as New York State's concerned, we process corn. So it's all deemed a farm. Oh, very cool. So that was pretty easy. And it is and so. <clears throat> Yeah, I may have cut out there for a second. My, uh, I, I don't have the luxury of the bandwidth that you have. I'm in Atlanta, and everybody's using their internet right now, no matter no matter what speed you get. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, so you got the so you're growing all the corn on the farm there locally. 
We, we grow about 15 acres here, use that. Um, all of the grades except the malt are from the town of Stanfordville, so within 12 miles. Okay. Yeah. And then, I mean, we don't, and we don't then have something else here. unique to the area, right, is the, um, I guess, yeah, I guess the aquifer that you guys are on up there is uh, you got you got got a really good water resource, right? Yeah, we we we've got a we've got a good well, um, a good spring. Uh, it's got all the good things you want for making bourbon, and not a lot of iron, which you don't want. Uh, let's see. So let's talk about so voted best bourbon by Maxim Magazine, best bourbon by the Hudson Valley Magazine. You got a lot of bests. Uh, the official <laughs> bourbon of the Cul- Culinary Institute of America. So you, you got uh, definitely a lot of rewards uh, or awards, and I consider this a reward. Uh, as I'm sipping this, I'll, I'll be honest. So is, is this distributed in all 50 states? No, no, no. So we're in. I mean, we're in, we're in Georgia. We're in 22 states right now. Primarily East Coast, and if I could, if if I could, uh, I mean, we're out in California. Actually, California does well, surprisingly. Oregon, Texas, but if I could do it all over again, I would. For the first, you know, call it ten years, eight years, I would primarily stay East Coast, touching water. Oh wow! Okay, hmm, that's interesting. Yeah. It just, I mean, it is basically the I ninety five corridor. Yeah. Sure. So it's, you know, because your, your economies of scale will work your way up and down, not as much west. Hmm. Hmm. And you also you've got the population density. Yeah, well, probably we'll, we'll get into a little about the uh, Taconic and the brand and, you know, kind of the, the outdoors, uh, kind of the outdoors feel for the bourbon itself. I mean, you, you mentioned like Oregon, uh, Texas. I mean, there's got to be some some draws there. Right. And not to say from a marketing play, I don't mean that, you know, corny, no pun intended. But um, but but I mean, it, there's got to be some kind of tie in there. Right. I mean, you look, you've got the. Um, uh, you know, you, you get the bird dog on the front of the bottle and that kind of steers you to do right down. Uh, it, it's definitely feeding it right, right into uh, a wheelhouse there. Yep. Hmm. So you, uh, before we go too far, hopefully my internet's picked back up. So you shared the, uh, the Taconic straight bourbon whiskey, Duchess private reserve. And hopefully this will lead us into a little about, uh, kind of the naming convention, you know, why Taconic and, uh, you know, what's the Duchess, uh, what's the Duchess get us into, or is there anything behind that? Okay. The Taconic name. So when we first started the business, we, we are the, the largest neighboring town is Millbrook, New York. Um, you guys probably aren't, aren't familiar with it, but it's big polo, hunting, shotgun, oh. bird shooting, that type of thing. Okay. Um, there's a mill, there's a place up here called Millbrook Vineyards. And I didn't realize that the U S patent and trade office gave the entire alcohol mark to whoever had, whoever has the first mark. So right about a year into it, we had an issue with the vineyard. And they said, basically, I don't want to say cease and desist, but they said, you got to change the name. Mm-hmm. Um, so I did a bunch of research and I realized, you know, if I took this to the mat, I was going to lose. Right. So rather than, you know, fight it and spend more money on a brand that I was going to eventually have to uh, have to change. We wanted to stay with the geography um, you have and the Taconic. We're right off the Taconic State Parkway. You've got Lake Taconic, Taconic Mountains, the Taconic Indians spelt differently. So we kept we, we went with the geography name uh, on all the stuff. And the same thing with the dog. The dog you know, represents. Uh, fox hunting, bird hunting, you know, the whole outdoor lifestyle. And it's a working dog. It's a hound dog. 
uh, was also used during prohibition as well because foxhounds don't bark. They have a howl, which tends to extend their, their reach. Uh, the Duchess Private Reserve, our first product, our best-selling product, we are located in Duchess County. So I was lazy and decided <laughs> to call it Duchess Private Reserve. It all sounds so good, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, was not a, there was not a heavy marketing budget on why we were going to call it that. The first name I had to change, the second one is the, the, where we live. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, it worked out. Exactly. Yeah. Well, it's, uh, it, yeah, I mean, it's, it, yeah. I mean, this is one that, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm having it neat. I wouldn't need to put anything in it or put it over anything else. I'm He's having some internet trouble. So how long, did, how long did it take you to get to, um, the offering you have now that he's drinking a single, the, um, the bourbon of uh, getting to like the, the one that you wanted to be able to release, right? I know you said, I don't know you have the timeline when you started or whatnot. And what, how did it, how did that come about in terms of like, you know, oh, I wanted, you know, to, to make go more in this direction or that direction until you came satisfied with the, the one that you wanted to go to market with? So what we did was in the, in the very, very beginning, um, we bought a bunch of source bourbon and sold it under our label. Mm -hmm. I would say we started distilling in New York, probably late 2015 okay. on a Vendome continuous column with the doubler. Mm -hmm. um, and we've been using that set up for, you know, the past six years. Um, the age statement, I don't know why, I think the age statement might've come off earlier, maybe last year, earlier this year. Um, so everything that we're selling right now is a minimum of four years. The ride might be a little bit older by a couple months because we don't sell as much, obviously, as bourbon. Right. Um, but that's that. That's what we do. Everything's in a, in a yeah in a Vendome still. So the the good thing is, I had a couple of uh, I kind of kind of re reconnected, re uh, recollected myself, if you will, <laughs> and and I'm looking and, and you went. So you you've you've got sourced and now you know and it takes time. You got to put stuff in barrels, let it sit, as you mentioned, right? And and it and it's an investment, and you can't really just let stuff sit and just wait on it to make money, right? I mean, you you got to get the label out. You got to kind of get things up and running in the meantime and get people familiar with the label. But, you know, as, as you've progressed and this is, uh, you know, we'll, we'll say uh, if it's fair, I'll say the flagship brand, right, which is the, the Duchess Reserve. And, and as you've started to kind of grow and progress through that, I mean, naturally, a rye is a, you know, that, that's kind of an easy way to go. You change a mash bill up a little bit and, and you go kind of a different direction. Uh, but you've also elected to go with some cask finishes. Yep. And are, are those on the market yet? Yeah, so everything we have, we, we've got six SKUs that are available all the time. That's the, the Duchess Private Reserve 90, and then we've got the same thing in a barrel strength 115. Mm -hmm. We've got the Founders Rye Whiskey 90 proof, and then again 115 as well. And then uh, a, a close second for sales is the double barrel maple bourbon mm. uh, in a 90 and 115 as well. And then we two mash bills. Our bourbon is 70% uh, corn, 25% rye, 5% barley, mm -hmm. and the rye is a 95.5 rye. Okay. So all the finishes are, are going to be using those things. So um, we do the finishes twice a year. We do the straight bourbon whiskey finished in Cabernet barrels for six months. We'll do straight bourbon whiskey finished in cognac barrels. Uh, and then the thing we just started doing, I think we might have, we started doing it two years ago, is um, a straight bourbon whiskey finished in a Japanese Mizunara cast. Oh, boy. 
Oh, nice. Yeah. And <laughs> that, that and, I, and I, I actually thought Mizunyara was some sort of Japanese alcohol. I didn't realize it was a, it was a Japanese oak. A tree. Yeah. yeah. Um, so the, one of the, one of the biggest, biggest benefits I had was a couple of years ago, I had the benefit of hiring a guy named Brandon Collins, uh, whose pedigree is Buffalo trace. Uh, and he's a young kid out of Ohio state chemical engineering degree, and he runs the still. And he was the one that came up with the mission Euro. So oh. kudos to him on that. Very cool. And, uh, I mean, it, yeah. it's a great product, but the problem is we, we it sells out in a week. <laughs> hate those problems. I, hate yeah, them. I, I was about to say, trying to get the barrels, right? Because that's probably one time and done. I mean, it's uh, you're probably not reusing those barrels. I mean, you could reuse them elsewhere, but 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 probably not reusing them for uh, for the cask so finish, right? I mean, so it's, what, it's what he did with the Miz is he took the barrel. We, we, got, we got the wood, okay? We did not have it charred. We toasted it. So I think he'll use it for maybe two iterations, mm-hmm. take the okay. barrel apart, scrape it and retoast it so he can get at some point we'll have to swap out and get some more wood right but sure. by toasting it you definitely get more runs out of it because you can recharge the barrel oh cool and by saying you toast it you sell out like 10 times as fast yeah 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 exactly <laughs> <laughs> i mean that, that's the that's the uh that's the new buzz term right and and it's like you know and i don't know that i don't think you guys put anything put the the label toasted on your bottle but no. you know that's the new but but i mean there are plenty of toasted barrels out there people just don't they they don't market it as toasted right and that that seems to be kind of the new hit that's rolling around is uh you know the toasted barrel so is that something that's like is that a future thing maybe you guys are going to release a toasted barrel even though you already are the you know, the only finish that's that's toasted is a mizzen so we can use the barrel several times okay, okay. Gotcha. I, mean, I, I think I, i'd be willing to bet i mean listen you probably have a small percentage of the people that can read labels and understand it when you start getting in toasted versus charred the, the it, your, your single digits people know what's going on noted pa- passionate yeah, single noted. digits though passionate single digits yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. so so you so let me i'm going to back up for a minute because you said you went from and I, i'm sorry my internet uh, kind of cut out on me there but you, you went from um you know you, you from a hobby to you know now a full-time job maybe, maybe more than full-time right because you you're yeah. now uh suckering the family into hey i need you over here <laughs> so we, we need we need more hands it was there like how did you like what was the mindset behind i want to make bourbon and and i want to you know it's okay it's a hobby and you're gonna you know you're gonna blend some stuff and you're gonna distill you know however you want to go down that road uh but but what was there any particular bourbon that kind of took you down that trail and you said hey this is what i want to do or was there an experience or no, no, nothing in particular, but, what I, but the reason, you know, the reason why you want to do or that we did bourbon and listen, there's a huge benefit to starting a business when you're in your 50s. You know, you, you listen, you, you've made a lot of mistakes mm-hmm. and hopefully learned because mm-hmm. ex- experience is something you get shortly after you need it. <laughs> you've got a Rolodex of people and hopefully you've got some money saved. Mm-hmm. Um, I spent, I spent a lot of time reading books on Amazon. I spent a lot of time visiting distilleries, smaller guys. I mean, we've done the Kentucky thing, but smaller guys in new England, mid Atlantic States. And, uh, my only question to those guys was, I, I don't care what you did, right. What'd you do wrong? Yeah. yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And then the reason you want to do bourbon is because you know who your competition is. It can be made in the 50 states. Once you get into beer, wine, vodka, gin, your competition is the world. Right. Sure. And the world has a bigger pocketbook than you do. It's true. Um, the other thing with bourbon is you go into a store and there's a big sign that says bourbon. Yep. You need, you need capital to play the bourbon game unless you want to, you know, just sell, um, you know, bourbon whiskey. It, it's, uh, you know, I tell people, I say that our, our income statement from day one has looked fantastic. Our statement of flows has this big chunk. that sucks money called inventory. <laughs> Um, it's, you know, that's people say, you know, what do I need if I want to start getting this selling business? You know, you, you need money. You need a lot of patience, hustle, uh, water and three phase power. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I'm working on that for my internet, the three phase power. I know that's not a thing, but it's, uh, yeah. <laughs> no, it's electricity. Yeah, it's an electricity thing. I learned that the hard way. Oh, wow. <laughs> Uh, and then was and so and you're from the area that you're uh, that that you're currently in, right? I, I grew, or, I grew up in Westchester. I grew up in Westchester, County, so I grew up maybe an hour away. Okay, okay. Yeah. So, so you kind of knew where you were going to be, where you what you, you 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 didn't. It wasn't a hey, where do I need to go? You already had the farm, and it's kind of like okay, what are we going to do now to to, to kind of yeah. use the uh, use the land? Yeah, I mean it was by default. So I'm I'm an hour from where I grew up. I went to school in D.C. As soon as I graduated, you know, came back, worked in the city, raised our kids in Connecticut, in Greenwich, but it's, you know, where it's one town over from the New York border. So always been in New York. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, well, this is, um, well, do you have any favorites out of your, I know it's kind of like you have a favorite child. Do you have any expressions that you tend to gravitate towards uh, from the Taconic brand more than others? um, Personally? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, my, yeah. my my favorite has become the double barrel maple bourbon. Mm. Um, and it's, I mean, it, some people get scared when they hear the maple because they think it's too sweet. And I don't know if I sent you guys that or just the Duchess Private Reserve, but there's just a hint of maple in that on the nose. Um, but it, it it's fantastic. It's not too sweet. And the way we came up with that and the maple syrup, um, this is kind of ironic, is I wanted to do a maple finished bourbon. So we take the 53 gallon barrels and since day one, we've always used Independence Day 53s, uh, Cooper Select, so it's aged a little bit longer, char three. So dump the bourbon out and we fill it with organic maple syrup. And if you ever have anyone that you don't like, you want to give them one of those empty maple syrup barrels and the amount of bees that will be in the house <laughs> or on their property. Yeah. You, that was another one you learned on the patio. So we, we let the, we, you know, we put the, the maple in there for a couple months over the summer, let it get it, you know, soak in and everything. And then basically, you know, got it bottled. Uh, and then my goal was to put the bourbon in. So you probably have my guess is you have maybe a little less than a gallon against you know 48 gallons with the angel share and what you lose so it's not super sweet mm-hmm. and then we leave that uh in shipping containers for six months over the summer so you get a lot of heat transfer mm. working in and out mm. so that my goal was to get that end product all the all the bourbon barrel aged maple syrup we have and when you pasteurize it you, you get rid of a lot of the alcohol so it's safe for kids um you know it's probably got less than half percent of alcohol in but 
we started getting rid of that stuff, you know, just putting it in bottles, giving it to people. Yeah. And people start saying, where can I buy that? <laughs> and that has now become, you know, we, we sell a tremendous amount of bourbon barrel aged maple syrup. I mean, it's crazy. That's a business in and of itself as well. Well, so, so I'm, I feel lucky that we got a bottle because, uh, I, I, uh, I don't know. We, and we've been trying to get together on the show for, you know, for a little bit and, and I'm glad we did, but I've actually been trying to get a bottle of the bourbon barrel aged maple syrup. And, and I've been looking at, uh, and you can, where I would say you would find it are the traditionals, right? So you find it at, um, uh, uh, you know, bourbon or not bourbon, seal box. Uh, you, you find it. That's the traditional e-commerce outlets, except I see a picture of it and I go to, you know, add it to my page and it's not there. So you must be selling a lot of it because, um, it's, uh, it, it's extremely hard to find. Well, at least where I'm at. And then, you know, the e-commerce sites that I've been to. So, yeah. so what, what do the releases look like on that? As far as how often you're pushing that out? So the releases are are much smaller. I mean, we're probably doing, we're doing, we do the biggest release we do is the cab and that's probably 500 cases a year. Um, the cognac and the, 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 the Miz might, the Miz might be 300. Um, the, the cognac will be 250. And the issue is just sourcing the barrels. Mm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It is, is that something so, and, and uh, so maybe ignorance on my part, but are you guys sourcing on your own? Or are you going through a broker to source those? Both. Yeah. How, how are you going to get like, them? Like the cap, the Cabernets are easy. Yeah. Um, Cause you can get those. We can go out to Long Island. We've got, we've got uh, vineyards up here. Uh, the cognac, it, that's where it gets more difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a Madeira beer barrel that we, uh, that we do some of the rye in once in a while. We just got a port barrel, so that's a finish that will come out as well. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So you're so you're a big fan of the finishes. You, I mean, that's you, you like that. I mean, I, I think the consumers like it. I, my my preference is the Duchess Private Reserve or the Maple Bourbon. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I've got to figure out how to get uh, get some of the maple bourbon because I'm uh, I guess I could just maple it myself, but it's not going to be the same thing. So uh, I, I bet this makes a hell of an old fashioned though. Yeah, so so the reason I said to you guys before that the double barrel um, maple bourbon is my, bourbon maple is my favorite is I'm a I was always kind of I don't want to say a neat or a rot you know single ice cube drinker, but you know never really was a big cocktail person, um, mm-hmm. and then got into it with my wife and my and my kids because it's it's a good entryway to get into brown liquor if people are all all upset. Yeah. But what I do nowadays because I'm lazy and I'm not big on ingredients is I'll put the double barrel maple bourbon in the fridge or in the freezer. Mm-hmm. And then I'll get a rocks glass, one of those, either a sphere ice cube or a square one. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I'll pour the, fr- I'll pour the, the, so they're basically coming in at the same temperature. So my proof is not going down right away. Sure. And then I'll just take a little teaspoon of Luxardo cherry juice. And that's my poor man's old fashioned. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> nice. 
Yeah. No, no cleanup. No bitters. No no muddling. That's I'm good. There you go. Yeah. I have to try yeah. that. Yeah, <laughs> that de- sounds de- good. Definitely, definitely sounds good. So what's um, so we talked about a few fetishes you got coming up, and uh, so what's uh, what's in what what's what do we have to look forward to from Taconic? And then I want to get into this. Uh, I, I want to get back to the roots of kind of you know what the brand's founded on and and your uh you know the outdoors and hunting and fishing and i want to talk about what's going on in uh, not really upstate but almost upstate new york yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah so what we're coming out with in the future is we, we do, we've got the port finish coming out um we put away 15 months ago uh, a conti- so we, we age in three we have two traditional kind of rick houses but they're metal buildings, so we get good heat transfer. And then the third uh, avenue is shipping containers, because when we first started doing it, we ran out of space right away. All right. Sure. And those shipping containers, the heat transfer in those things is fantastic. Mm-hmm. So we basically, 15 months ago, I filled a container up, which is 66 barrels, uh, with an American single malt. Ooh, nice. And then I filled another container with a weeded whiskey. So those will be out next year sometime. Um, it'll 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 be straight. Well, it'll be straight uh, bourbon. We'll wait two years, and it'll be American single malt. We used uh, new oak, not not used oak for the single malt. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens with that. Hmm. But the the other thing in terms of starting a business and marketing is I don't want to get too many skews. You know, I don't want right. to be be too far apart because yeah. as I always try to remind people, Tito's has one skew. <laughs> That's, That's true. It. That's a good point. <laughs> well, hey, well, you know what the age statement is? Or you know what the age statement has to be? <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, no. it, it, it doesn't. But my point is, you know, the, the guy was focused yeah. and stayed with it. And I, 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 you know, it's a battle of constantly having new products and focus. That's a good point. This is Barney Adams of Breakthrough Golf Tech. And this is Birdies to Bourbon. I mean, it, you know, I mean, honestly, just to, uh, I mean, to look at what you guys are doing, I mean, you, I think you've got a good mix of, um, you don't need to hear it from me. I, I'm just saying personally, right. I mean, I, I, I mean, it, this is fan. I mean, this is like, I'm getting like this total honey bomb. I can only imagine what that maple syrup kind of brings out in this and the, getting a little earthiness. No, it, the, this, the finish on it is um, it's to your point. And this is the, um, uh, this is the Duchess and it's still, I could put this over ice with uh, with a little bit of cherry juice and it, it's a cocktail on its own. <laughs> Here he goes. You go over to Cal's place next time. You have a ton of that, that sitting in his freezer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm thinking about kind of freezing that. I do have a barrel back here. I need to put some of that stuff in. Um, but you know, so so now let's go. So you 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 buy the farm and you're like, hey, we want to do bourbon, and but you're you're a hunter. You fish. And now all of a sudden, do you have any time to do that? Or are you just making whiskey all day? Yeah, that, that, that's, that's a good point. Um, I, 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 every time we, we hire a new person, I say I'm buying back my free time. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, you know, I, yeah, so, so well, well, the crazy thing is I work for, you know, the past 30 years. I don't want to say Monday to Friday, but a normal work week. And, you know, now I find myself working on weekends. So I, every Wednesday, I, I, I force myself to take every Wednesday off. Uh, and I belong to a, a local club. So I will go there oh, cool. with a fishing rod, a rifle, 
a pistol and a book. <laughs> and sometimes I'll read the book. Sometimes I'll shoot. Sometimes, you know, just hang out. I like that. Yeah. But that's cool. my therapy day is, is, uh, is Wednesday. And then I, I normally shoot sporting clays every Friday morning. Oh, wow. Cool. And then we shoot competitive pistol on Tuesday night. So I'm definitely a big gun nut. And then the other business, I don't know if I told you guys, the other business I was involved in, we, we just sold it, it hasn't closed, but I was one of a, of a group of people that bought Colt firearms out of bankruptcy five years ago. Oh, wow. wow. Hmm. I didn't know that. Wow. So I much more passive, just wrote a check and was involved, not not the day-to-day -day stuff. Sure, like yeah. Now. Yeah. Hmm. So that's where you get all the hunting and all this, you know, all this type of stuff. Yeah, so it's unusual up in New York. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, for sure. Well, <laughs> yeah, you're outside of the city. So, I, I, and I won't keep us on this tangent for long, but um, uh, so if for for uh, Upland or Clay's, uh, over and under guy, I'm assuming. Yeah. And, I'm, a, and, I'm a big Beretta fan. Okay. You, you knew where I was going. All right. Just checking. Yeah. Yeah. Hard to, yeah. Great, great gun. Hard to beat. Yeah. The Silver Pigeon is, uh, you know. So, so I, I've had my Silver Pigeon for, I think, 30 something years. Heavy, wow. really? You, yeah, and you can tell. But I've also got so recently. I got the maybe five years ago. I got the twenty, twenty-eight, and four ten. What I should have gotten is the combo pairs and, instead of buying three guns. Mm. And I, I'm a big sub gauge fan. I love shooting sub gauge for so. At Orvis, I don't know if you've heard of Orvis, right? The, the sure, retail yeah, company. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. They do a big thing up here. And two years ago, I won the uh, the four ten gauge sporting oh, class. Nice man. That's really? Cool. Wow. He's good. I, 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 so I don't know how big it is. I mean, you, you can tell us if you want to, but I mean, that's got, you know, and again, it's like, it's like the gauges that you're talking about. If I were to relate it back to whiskey, it's like, so you've got your 12 gauge, which is like your cast strength. You've got your uh, 20 gauge, which is like your kind of 90 proofer. And then you've got your, uh, you know, you're, you're just enough to be a bourbon, which is, you know, you're 84 and that's kind of your 410, which doesn't pack a lot of punch. No, but you know what? If you shoot a lot, everything's hittable. Yeah, I agreed. Yeah, that, that's impressive, man, to win that Orvis thing. Yeah, there's a, um, Very I don't know if you're a golfer or not, but there's uh, uh, in, in, I'll call it middle Alabama, even though it's a little bit, it's not lower, it's not LA, that's for sure, but it's uh, just south of Birmingham and it's called um, uh, Farm Links. And Orvis has it. And it's, so there's a, you know, they've got a golf course and then they've got fishing, hunting and all that. And Orvis has got to be, they've got big setups in a lot of places, but that's one of the more popular ones down in, uh, down in the South is the, uh, the farm links, uh, farm links course. Yeah, they, down they, there, so. they all, I think Purcell farms is in, is that, that's it. That's so yeah. yeah. Purcell is farm links. Yeah. 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 Well, Purcell farms is the entire property. Farm links is the actual golf course, but it is, okay. it, it's just, yeah, there's, uh, Purcell is the uh, what the LLC or the holding company, and then you've got the divisions inside of it that are the, those okay. things. So, have you been down? Haven't been down there yet. Yeah, yeah, it, it's a it's a really nice property. Not to say that it it would be different from where you well. I don't know because that kind of gets into the foothills of the Appalachians, like very, very, very foothills, uh, even though they don't consider that. But yeah, interesting. No, but I'm, so last time I was down there. Um, well, I was down at Augusta, not not for golf, but we do a lot of stuff with Gray Sporting Journal. Oh, sure. So I was down there with those guys deer hunting. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Very yeah, that's cool. uh, yeah. I play a lot more golf than I do hunting these days. By it's just, you know what? It's it, it's safer. 
Well, I, <laughs> you know, I used to be a big hunter back. I grew up in East Tennessee and I used to hunt a lot and, and I had, had all my stuff, you know, and now it's, you know, and, and when you're hunting and I still got a little boy can spaniel running around here somewhere. I don't know where she went, but, um, but, uh, you know, so I still keep a bird dog, but it's like, you know, if I'm going to shoot waterfowl, I got to have this. If I'm going to go up one, I got to have this. I got to have this outfit. And that. But if I go golfing, I mean, I can kind of keep just one set of golf clubs, yeah. maybe trade one or two out. And it's, uh, you know, it just became more being you know, in the city. Now it, it became more of a, uh, 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 accoutrement friendly effort. Yeah, I still got my stuff. If I need to go do it, I can throw some stuff together and get to, uh, get to the clays and such, but yeah. As you, get, as you get older, you refine your hobbies and you get rid of junk. <laughs> hey, well, well said, uh, which, uh, this, yeah, I, I, and I see how you've done that. So let's, I want to, I'm going to move back to the whiskey for a second. So you, you're sitting in your, in the barn on the farm. Yeah. yeah. Um, which is, uh, it's also a bar. So if we're coming out to take a tour or and we want to have a drink or something, what, what's, uh, so what's the we setup? Do is, is the, the production area is in the big building behind me. This is our retail space and it's open to the public every Saturday. Yeah. And we do tastings cool. and tours and cocktails. And we've got, pat, we've got a couple patios, five fire pits. Um, and then we'll do, we'll do events. So people now with all the Corona stuff, we're doing a lot of micro weddings, 15 people, 25 oh. people. So yeah, it's a good setup. So behind me, I mean, right behind me is, is our stuff. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah, the, whole, see it. the whole first row is product from the state of New York. Okay. So these are all, you know, my competitors up here. Um, the rest of it is just a collection that I've put together over the past couple of years. So we're, we're allowed to sell anything that's made in New York. So we'll sell obviously booze, We'll sell New York beer, cider, uh, and wine. The great state of New York, all the other stuff up there does not allow me to sell it, but they can't stop me from giving it away. <laughs> so if somebody wants to come in and taste, you know, Jim Beam or, uh, or Legion or Few or Hirsch or Sazerac, I'll always pour them a little bit of taste to try it against our stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's a great, yeah, I bet that's a great idea. And I, actually, I've got a barrel pick from, uh, I don't know where it's, don't know where I hit it at, but I did get a barrel pick. I actually, I got your, um, uh, I got your maple barrel pick from, uh, the Rochester elite New York picking. Yeah. That was a cool uh, picker. So we just did two barrels in, in, uh, in Georgia. Who'd you do those for? Do you, can we you say, did them, uh, let me see the store. Hold on a second. Yeah. Cause I'm, uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to get one tomorrow or two. All right, cork and keg. Oh yeah, sure. So you'll like it, and and, it, and it's the one fifteen maple right, right here. Oh, so this cool. is their their. Oh, yeah. The other thing is the labels have gotten more important than what's in the bottle. It's crazy. <laughs> eh, I wouldn't go that, but maybe for the people <laughs> that are picking it. And then and then they did. So this is another. This is our straight bourbon whiskey, but we do a patriotic bottle. Oh, See nice. that? Very cool. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like freedom. <laughs> And then there's, this is, this is another, uh, pork and keg one. Okay. All right. Okay. So I got, yeah, I, I, have get... whole, I have a whole wall of shame of all the barrel picks this year. Oh, oh yeah. Cool. Well, the, yeah, the, uh, the, the rock elite one was uh, a very interesting pick. I'm sure you got kept one of those. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that one was interesting. I haven't cracked it open yet. I wanted to, uh, to dig into this, but yeah, I got to get by cork and keg and pick a couple of those up. Wait, are those recent releases? 
I think we shipped them last week. Oh, oh. shit. Perfect. Yeah. I may, I may, uh, you may get a text from me that says, uh, Hey, when they say, yeah, we don't have any of those. I mean, you, you know, a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They should have been, they just got it. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah, I don't know. So are, are you, and, and we don't have to talk about the stickers cause I, but, you know, stickers are one thing that, so some people like them, some people don't, that, I'm not, I'm not hung up on the sticker piece. I'm more, I'm more talking about you as, uh, you know, as a proprietor, um, what are you, have you been doing barrel picks for a while? So we, we've been doing barrel picks for a while, but everything got crazy a year ago. Mm. It got crazy initially in New York with the breweries because same thing, the breweries in the city and the outlying boroughs and up here can sell New York state, you know, right. everything. So we had, um, because obviously, you know, you could go to the liquor store, but you couldn't go to church or an AA meeting. So we know what's important in life, but these, the, 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 the beer guys were coming up doing barrel picks and then basically selling them right out of the brewery, you know, come in, get a case of beer, get a, you know, get a bottle of bourbon, this and that. And that really, really got it going. But I think we've done, I think we've probably done close to 40 this year. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> and, and all over the place. I think we've done 12 in California, a couple of Massachusetts, very few in New York, ironically, <laughs> um, Connecticut, Jersey, Maryland, just did a bunch um, North Carolina opened up with three barrels. Wow. 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 Yeah. So, so are you, a, I mean, it, at, you're a fan, you're a fan of, of, of producing and selling, right? I mean, you're, you're a businessman, right? I mean, even though you're, you, you make liquor, but you, you're in, you're, you're a business for profit, right? So you, you got to sell. Um, and, and I don't, I, I don't know if it's the, the right way for me to ask the question is, would you rather do it one way or the other? Cause I guess me as a consumer and as a person that, that has done barrel picks, I don't know that there's a right or a better way. And I think that there's people that have different palates that they may not to say that any barrel is bad, but I think as you, you know, if people are gravitating and, and if people are experiencing these barrel picks, what I think it is, I think it's a great way to introduce you. Well, I don't want to, uh, let me not say anything. Like, what do you think about it as far as the, yeah, in the marketplace? Do you think it has a place and a spot? And are you a fan of continuing and promoting that? Yeah. I mean, we'll, de we'll definitely continue and promote it. But from a business point of view, if I were buying another distillery, I would much, or any business, I would much more rather see um, recurring revenue, same SKUs increasing mm -hmm. than, you know, your SKUs, you know, big jump, SKUs, big jump. Right. Now, when you get to the point where you're big enough and your barrels are recurring, then it yeah. doesn't make a difference. Right. Right. But, gotcha. but it's, it takes years to get to that point. I mean, we're, we're doing a lot of them now. The last couple of years, a barrel, a barrel thing was just a benefit. Now it's normal for us. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, so you've, you've, you've hit it. I mean, you're, I don't mean to hit it, but, but you're there to the point to where you've got enough barrels that yeah, you yeah. can afford to, Hey, here's how many we're going to release this year. Yep. And, and, and are you at the point to where you're capping? If that's a fair question, do, I mean, no, is it, no, Hey, we're, we're going to do this many, or is it, are you tasting barrels and you're deciding on how many you can do? Well, what we, the way we've dealt with that is we've limited the amount of time that the samples are outstanding. Okay. So once the samples are delivered, you got a week because otherwise we would have, you know, half of our inventory tied up 
waiting to hear for answers. The benefit of of all this stuff is having a column still because the column still can crank out volume. And since day one, you know, we do five barrels a day. We've been running it, running it, running it. So we've got almost 2000 barrels laying down right now and it grows by five a day. Wow. Nice. Yeah. And, and I didn't see, um, are you doing any single barrel picks, uh, in your current lineup? No. And, and are you, I mean, is that a direction you want to go or maybe, or if, if we were to do that, we would primarily do it out of the, out of the tasting room. Okay. Gotcha. Because, you know, doing it with the distributors, another skew, another registration, it's just a pain in the ass. Yeah. Yeah. No, fair enough. Yeah. Just, yeah. I'm just kind of thinking, you know, just kind of wonder where you're going and, and why. And I mean, to the, to that point, I mean, it's kind of already happening, right? You're just not having to deal with it. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, if we, I mean, we've done that, but we've done it here. And also, listen, if, if people want it, they come here, they get the whole experience. Anyone that comes here on the weekend has a great time. You've got an unpaid salesperson. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah. What they call them? What invitation? What they call them at the uh, Leapers Fork Play? They called them friends, right? <laughs> exactly. Friends. Exactly. I think they call them friends. Yeah. <laughs> you got, you got. Friends, yeah. Yeah, I heard an invitation. Where do we fly into? White Plains? Is that the easiest place to fly into? If we're coming from like out of state, not drivable, is White Plains the yeah, easiest that, place? That's the easiest. Yeah, okay. White Plains. So that's easiest is most convenient to get to you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And how far? Like 20? No, it's probably 45 minutes, but if you fly your Learjet, you can get into Dutchess County, which is about 20 minutes. Oh, perfect. Mm. We we're waiting on that invitation. <laughs> we're waiting on our NetJet sponsorship. We haven't vetted that. Yeah. We haven't passed the background check yet, but they said there's always a chance. Yep. There you go. There you go. So awesome. Well, Paul, so um, I, I don't know anything that we need to wrap up or close with, man. It's uh, it's been a pleasure. Um, no, no, no. I, I, I'm glad we, I'm glad we finally got together and I was able to end run FedEx and getting you guys the booze. <laughs> hey, it, it worked out. I did go in. So I went into my friend's bottle shop, you know, I messaged uh, Cam and Hunter over there and I'm like, Hey guys, uh, I need a package delivered. They're like, uh, you know, wink, wink, nod, nod. And I'm like, eh, okay. So, you know, of course it comes in, they've got it opened and they're, I'm like, you find anything you liked in there? And they're like, well, we don't carry this. And I'm like, well, why don't you request it? And they're like, well, how is it? And I, and I was kind of, I was midday and I was in a rush and didn't have a chance, but I am going to take them some back over yeah. and I uh, got to figure out who you're distributed by in Atlanta. It's, it's Savannah. Savannah has the whole state. Okay. So, uh, yeah, so I'm sure they're, uh, they're connected with Savannah and uh, we'll have to get those guys uh, on the list and they do a ton of picks as well. They do. Um, I, I know they were doing like one every other week or something, maybe one a week, but. How far away is Cork and Keg? Uh, I don't think it's that far. I'm trying to place it because there's a couple places. Hold on, and I'm going to tell you. Well, you. You guys are in Augusta, right? You're not in Atlanta. He's in Atlanta. No, we're in we're in Atlanta. But you are in Atlanta. Yeah. All right. So I'm looking out the window, and I have I have a Tom Turkey strutting right now. But <laughs> oh, he's, he's he's safe until Saturday. <laughs> Does that mean you're working until Saturday, or season doesn't start until Saturday? It doesn't start till Saturday. <laughs> yeah. Well, nice. all that they, means they, is they like they like all that free that free mash that gets dumped. I bet exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. he, he's uh, he's just uh, who I didn't think about that. Exactly. <laughs> that has got to be like a mecca up there, huh? On you property. have no idea. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. probably when almost. It, when, it, when it really, when, when it turns into mutual of Omaha wild kingdom. So we have plenty of, of bear, deer, turkeys, coyotes normally, but when we get snowstorms and it covers all the, you know, all the food plots for the, the birds, sure. yeah. then we'll have five, 600 geese and ducks coming in. Wow. Because mm. oh. they and can see it when you dump the mash in the snow, you can see it. Mm-hmm. And they just make a beeline. Mm-hmm. And you're right on the flyway right there. So you're getting everything. You're getting snows, Canada's. So you, you're I getting. I don't. I haven't seen. We don't get snows up here. Just the Canada's. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Cork and keg is in Brazelton. Um, it's uh, you know it's not that. It. I mean it's uh, it's worth the trip up to the mountains. How far is it? Uh, I'm taking a look. About an hour and a half. Now will they ship interstate or no? Uh, no. Nah. Mm-mm. He'll, he'll drop up there. Don't you worry about it. No, no, they're not. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Everybody's pretty. Um, and, and I don't have a relationship with those guys. So, you know, if I send them a label, you know, but, uh, yeah, but no, they're probably not. Um, I wouldn't expect it, but we'll see. Yeah. That's what we have. FedEx has been going hot and cold on us. Cause we're allowed to ship intra New York. That was something that they passed, um, mm-hmm. a year ago. And then you're allowed to ship, uh, you know, licensee to licensee. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's how I could get to the store. But you're also allowed to ship to, I call trade. Mm. So yeah. normally I would send it to you, trade samples, mm-hmm. market is alcohol. Sometimes it goes through a ton. Sometimes they call you flipping out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It just depends. You know, it's, uh, I don't know. It's, it's different times we're working in right now, you know? So it's kind of like, what's the flavor of the month kind of thing. You know, I mean, they got to be responsible and do it so that it's, uh, you know, that everything's cool, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, uh, definitely in challenging times But you know, I, I think that I don't want to say that there's a positive coming out of that. I, I do. I mean, if there's anything, I mean, think about the, 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 you said it earlier, the freedom of things that are kind of, that have progressed of just the old rhetoric of, you know, nope, here's the, the guardrails and the, you got to stay in these parameters and things have definitely opened up in the alcohol world, which are, uh, you know, you go talk to the big five, they're probably like, eh, I don't know if I like it. You come talk to, you know, boutique or craft distilleries and it's like, shit, man, it couldn't be better, you know, cause it kind of gives you the freedom to start to, to gain access for folks that, that might not otherwise, uh, you know, get to know you and to be able to do things like this. Right. So we're hitting an audience that, that you might not have otherwise, uh, you know, been connected with. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty fun, man. I think, um, I think it's, uh, we're making the best out of what we can. And you got turkeys, uh, you know, right out of your window. What more could you ask? <laughs> you guys are probably much more opened up than we are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure. at- Atlanta's, I would say if, if you, if you wanted to go out and do something like the, the restrictions are pretty much not now, if you, I don't have any kids at the house. So I guess if you have kids and schools and things like that, I, I think it's still probably, um, you know, you're still probably feeling it, uh, going into an office nine to five, that's still, you know, relatively limited from that aspect. But as far as anything in, I'll call it a small business aspect of, Hey, I want to go somewhere. Like we were up in the North Georgia mountains, uh, in wine country. And it, I I've, I've seen them full, but I've never seen them this full because everybody's like, Oh, I'm going to the mountains and I'm going to get away from the city and I'm going to go to the outdoor something. And it's like, yeah, but now there's everybody's there, yeah. which no, is, I'm not, not complaining, but you know, we've had the same thing with the outdoor patio. It is, it has been a zoo. Mm-hmm. Hmm. 
Wow. Yeah, it's a, I mean, but it's a good thing, right? I mean, it, and, and how many people wouldn't have taken the opportunity to come and see you otherwise? So, you know, again, silver lining, right, for, you know, small business, if you will, that, uh, you know, it's kind of, it, it's, it's put people in a position that they want to go try something that they may not have otherwise wanted to go try, so. Yeah, I mean, our, our we were up huge last year. This year is tracking huge. And I, I say that it's great for my business, it's probably not good for humanity. <laughs> in mo- everything in moderation, Paul. Everything in moderation. Yeah, that's next year. It's next year, right? yeah, exactly. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Paul Coglin, it's been a pleasure chatting with you, sir. We greatly appreciate it. Uh, we'd love to have you back on sometime Absolutely. when uh, when there's something else, a new release to chat about. We'd uh, we'd love to get on and uh, go through it, man. All right, I appreciate it, guys. All right, thanks. Yeah, cheers. Cheers, Paul. Enjoy the rest of the night.